Hello, and welcome to your spiritual journey. Right now, your soul is speaking to you. I'm Jenny Israel, and I'm a medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual activator, counselor, and teacher. It is my mission to help you learn the tools you need to heal your life and discover your deeper purpose. In each episode, I will allow spirit to speak through me, and we will explore energy forecasting, teach you how to raise your vibration for overall wellness, increase your emotional intelligence to open up joy in your life, and guide you into spiritual evolution using topics such as energy healing, emotion code, sacred geometry, numerology, tarot, crystals, channeling, and much more. Take a deep inhale, let it out, and listen to your soul speak to you. Hey everybody, welcome back to Soul Speak with Jenny Israel. I am Jenny Israel, and you are here for your August 2021 forecast. So we are going to talk about the month of August. We are going to do the reading a little bit differently this time than I normally do. I'm actually going to go week by week. This is actually coming in post the, well, really, we're still in the energy of it, but the 8-8 Leo New Moon uh, Lionsgate Portal. So we're going to take a look at the different weeks of the month, um, the general energy forecast for each week. And as we transition from Leo into Virgo at the end of our month. So, you know, it was a little challenging for me to even get on to do this channeling um, because I am as much in the mire as I'm sure a lot of you listening are. What's interesting is that as I was, you know, as I always do, um, start to think about what kinds of messages I want to pull in for the monthly channeling and what spirit was guiding me to discuss. I was brought back to the short IGTV uh, channeling that I did uh, going into Leo season at the end of last month and this feeling of, you know, it's your birthday, you know, like that kind of a, or a rebirth day, I guess we should say. And that all of Leo season was, you know, that this would be a way that we could get through the Leo season um, in its most illuminated state was by celebrating ourselves, celebrating our self-care, celebrating um, happiness and joy, and to go out there and not be afraid to um, allow ourselves that, to give ourselves full permission as if it was our birthday every day. The irony of this is that we think of birthdays as a time where we receive gifts, and it's been a very difficult couple of weeks. And for a lot of people that I know, um, you know, there, there are a lot of people that are, that are celebrating and, and having a ball. Um, but there is a, a genuine collective heaviness um, around uh, a new surgence of fear, of disappointment, of betrayal, of deception, um, you know, what we thought was one thing is now, um, being revealed to be another. Um, and I think that we have to be reminded that sometimes the gifts that we receive are in very unexpected packages. And for those of us who have 
gone through a hero's journey or some sort of dark night of the soul or any sort of challenge, you know, if, if we are connected to our path of self-mastery, we do understand that inside all of the challenges and limitations that we face, that there are gifts to be revealed, that there are always opportunities for learning and expansion, and that everything that we're experiencing is happening for a very important reason. So I don't think this is any exception and moving towards, you know, this 8-8 eight, eight, um, Lionsgate portal, it, it's, it seems to be every year a pretty significant ramp up to almost the idea of walking through a doorway to a new dimension and thinking about you know, if, if I was going to be this next dimensional version of myself, what would that look like? And how would I manifest that? And ultimately what we do is we, by design, not only look at the things that we want to amplify and manifest and bring into our lives, but we also simultaneously are setting an intention to let go of the things that are not working. As we know, these first few months of this year have been a rapid elevation of consciousness, of new perspectives of truth. It's been quite combustible, um, but we are leveling up. And inside of leveling up, we can expect things in our lives to change because when we move into a new dimension, um, and I say that not necessarily just like third dimension, fourth dimension, fifth dimension, but from a perspective of geometry, right? The dimensional geometry, sacred geometry. And the idea that every single form has a wavelength to it, right? For those of you who um, aren't familiar with cymatics, it's a wonderful thing to, to find on YouTube. So you can go on YouTube, you can Google cymatics, it's C-Y-M-A-T-I-C-S. Nigel Stanford is the, um, the gentleman who created some of these videos where he talks about how we really owe everything that is in our dimension of form to the power of sound. But what he's talking about is wavelength, right? He's talking about sound waves, energy wavelengths, frequency inside of sound, um, and how this creates form in our world. And he gives, he gives many really cool examples of my favorite being the one where they put rock salt or sand onto an amplifier plate and they play different sound chords and you will see different sacred geometric shapes start to form on the amplifier plate. Um, there's also a shot in there where you get to see the flower of life inside of a pool of water. It's a very cool video. So I, I highly recommend it. You get to see sacred geometry in action, see it instead of just know about it or feel it, you get to really see it. And so this kind of idea of you at any, at the beginning of any new phase of growth, you are a specific form or shape, right? So um, you have a vibration to you. And as you grow through that phase, by the time you come out on the other side, you have matured, you have changed, right? You are a different version of yourself. 
there is also a new vibration that is connected to that, meaning you have changed your dimension, you have changed your shape. So if someone were to hook you up to an amplifier, you would be a completely new shape than you were at the beginning of that growth journey. So as we move up in our dimensions, it is natural for anything that was in, in alignment with our old form and our old shape to begin to fall away. So we can sustain and commit to this new dimension that we've graduated into. So there's a lot of this, and we'll just call it what it is, destruction. There's a lot of destruction going on, on a lot of things that are, um, it's like the, the thread in the sweater got snipped and it is just being rapidly um, unwoven. And, you know, as spirit always does, it gave me a metaphor to use for you. There were lots of things coming in, but this seemed to be the one that made the most sense to me. And so I'm, I'm planning on sharing it. Um, it's the metaphor of, of a house. So it's kind of this idea of like, you know, you go out into the real estate market and you're shopping for your house and suddenly this house appears on the market that appears to be everything that you want. And you walk into this sparkling new canvas to that that seems to gleam with promise and, and, you know, reflect all of your dreams and all the possibilities of what could be. And so you sign that contract and you buy that home and you move in. And as you're living there, you realize that it's an old house um, and that perhaps uh, all that the owners um, depicted it to be um, was really just things hidden under fresh coats of paint, um, that perhaps there were um, foundational issues, um, small fissures in, in the structure of the home or you know, um, rusted pipes or things that were just beneath the surface that weren't quite visible, maybe even to an inspector, you know, for all intents and purposes, it passed inspection. But what you are looking at is a time-worn home that you continue to put Band-Aids on and you continue to live in this home because you love it, even though it's kind of falling down around you. And for those of us who are homeowners, we know that this is a part of the journey that when you buy a home, you also buy its history and uh, the repairs that come with that and being a homeowner of keeping up the home. But the particular home that, you know, was spirit kind of showed me in this metaphor is a home that has run its course that we are desperately trying to hold on to because of memories um, that were created in that home or perhaps all that we've invested in it, um, perhaps the fear that we couldn't afford to buy a new home or what that would look like or where would we go. Um, perhaps we keep the home because of our kids, you know, and, and we don't want them to have to adjust to a new environment. Um, you know, the, it basically comes down to not trusting that if we were to release this thing that really isn't serving us any longer, that we would be supported in whatever the next phase would be of our living situation. But at some point, a house that's falling down needs to come down. And so it is kind of this metaphor of this is where we are, where 
you know, we, we can't put band-aids on it anymore. We, we can't just throw up some new wallpaper or paint a wall. Um, we're literally talking about gunning it down to the foundation or completely plowing it down. Right. So it's like spirit has basically wired up the TNT and, um, you know, has, has put the plunger in front of you and, and is, is testing you, um, really putting you into a faith walk at this point of how willing are you to step into the new dimension of yourself? Um, and sometimes that means that we're committing to loss and we are committing to such drastic change in our lives that it is terrifying. And we kind of, we get tunnel vision, right? When we're in a place of fear or extreme anger, or any real extreme emotion, um, our vision gets very narrow and, um, it's very difficult for us to look at things from all angles. Now, the benefit of our cosmic energy during this particular Leo season is that even though we had these really intense energies coming in, we have these full moon and Aquarius um, lunar uh, phases that bookend our Leo season, which kind of gives us this capsule of being able to use our intellect during a very emotional time. And so I do think that we've got this going for us if we can remember it. And that one of our big lessons during the month of August is going to be to challenge ourselves to really step into that energy of the new Aquarian age, which is to see things in a different way. And what I loved about today, um, I'm actually doing this recording on Thursday, uh, August 5th is, is the day that I'm actually recording this. And today seems to be a tough day for a lot of people. I, my phone has been ringing off the hook today um, with people reaching out in crisis of all kinds. And you know, as I, I knew today would be my channeling day. And I, you know, was kind of one of those days where I was just being inundated. And I thought to myself, well, you know, this is a moment to practice, you know, that which I've been challenged with, which is Jenny, you stand in what your priorities are and you, you can't just be there at the whim of any single person that just steps up and says, you know, I need or I want, um, and that, you know, our own personal power structures and, and, and battery packs are based on us being able to create and hold and maintain healthy boundaries for ourselves in our life. And then of course, sat down to start to think about what I was going to say to you all for the month of August, before I started pulling cards. And I had two things pop up on my Instagram feed that I'm going to share with you, um, as well as the excerpt from journey of the heart for August 5th. So I want to read this to you first because the ending of this ex excerpt was what really hit me, um, considering what we just talked about as far as how gifts show up for us and new perspectives on what those could be. August 5th, respect life. The message came softly, gently, during the sweat lodge ceremony I went to in Sedona. At the end of the evening, the shaman thanked the rocks for glowing with heat, 
bringing their passion to the evening, symbolizing passion in our lives. She thanked the wood that created the fire that heated the rocks for giving its life so that we could have warmth, so that we could celebrate that event. She thanked the water for cooling our throats and she thanked God for life, for each of our lives, for our lifetimes on this planet. Respect life, all of it. The world moves so fast. It's easy to forget to respect all that lives, all that is. We get so harried, so hurried that we often take life for granted. Take time to remember that all life is sacred. All that is part of a creation is a creation. And the same life force moves through all of us with all its trials, its tests, its worries, its heartaches, and even sometimes heartbreaks. Life is a gift. A few short years on this planet and then we are gone. Do not spend it worrying about all that has gone wrong. You will miss the lesson. You will miss the gift, the gift of life. Respect life, all of it, and respect and honor your own. I just thought that that was really perfect and beautiful because we are kind of in this spirit right now of learning how to respect each other. You know, I find it very ironic that just as we were celebrating a year of the BLM movement and starting to work towards eliminating segregation and eliminating um, prejudice and discrimination and bringing all of these things to light that now we have a new form of it coming up, which is the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, right? And even though science is starting to present new facts, the programming has already been laid because I, I see it everywhere. You know, it's, it basically is what some are calling a new caste system, um, but there is discrimination, no matter how you call it or why you say it exists, it still is what it is, which is division and discrimination. And so we are being called to take a new perspective on how we respect life from the choices that we are making and from the judgment that we are casting on others. And we are to be reminded that it is not our place to judge another. That is God's job and only God's job. So um, I also wanted to share with you some of the things that had popped up on my social media feed that I felt were very appropriate for today and the channeling. This is from my friend, Anne. It was something she put on her Instagram feed. The only way God can show us that he's in control is to put us in situations we can't control. Well, that pretty much sums up everything that's going on right now. And then the other thing that I wanted to share was the latest post from my friend, Robbie Kearns. Um, for those of you who do listen to the podcast, he was one of my guests in June he does spiritual counseling, um, guidance from gratitude is his account on Instagram. If you want to go and find him, but I, the, the card that he pulled for today was the card of nine of air. The nine of air indicates that there is a situation that is causing you great worry to the point that you are overwhelmed by it. The stress and worry you have exasperates your reaction to the situation because you are exhausted on top of being worried. 
You are caught up in the flow of negativity and worry, perpetuating the struggle because you are not looking for the solution or the way out. The thing is, the situation is usually not as drastic as you are making it out to be. So it is time to release the worry and look at the situation in a different way so you can move forward. The card is associated with Archangel Michael, who is with us to provide strength and courage and help us release ties to negative thoughts, emotions, and situations that we no longer need in our lives. We do not have to go through the struggle alone. He is with us to help. If only we would ask for guidance, trust that it has been given, and then act on it. We have to be active participants in our healing and change. And in this situation, you need to begin by shifting your focus and thoughts away from the negative chatter and concentrating on what you want the positive outcome to be and starting to do something to move towards that. So today I challenge you to begin to not allow negative thoughts about yourself or others to take over or overwhelm you. Instead, try to focus on what's going right in your life and be grateful for those things. Do this several times throughout the day, especially if negative thoughts have come through. Stop and think what just happened to trigger the negative thought. Look at it and begin to shift the narrative that you have created so you do not let those things have so much headspace. And then he just says, if you'd like to help work through this, schedule a coaching session. Again, that's guidance from gratitude um, with Robbie Kearns. So those were very nice, supportive little validations um, that I had gotten literally as I was sitting down to begin this video. So I wanted to share those with you. So before we begin pulling cards, um, I'm going to light my Lionsgate uh portal candle from my beautiful friend Magda and you can go find her stuff on magical Magda on Instagram and all of my altar candles um, are handmade and blessed by her and this particular one was charged in the moon so I love it okay um, I'm going to start with my angel aura connection um, or a spray. And then the others that I've chosen for the energy of, of this particular reading are my solar plexus chakra and the, the throat chakra. Um, and we'll discuss those as, as we start to go through. I mean, the most obvious being the solar plexus, um, very much uh, associated with the sign of Leo um, and the sun as far as manifestation and empowerment. Um, so we're, we will be using that. And then the throat being the, um, the expression of these things, right? So we can manifest all day long inside of our heads, but unless our expression channel is clear, we're not going to be able to really bring those through. In this time period, um, I've noticed this a lot in my sessions. So I'm just going to say, it cause it's happening for me right now, actually. Um, in this time where we are expressing our solar plexus chakras through our throat um, in that attempt to connect those things and bring them into form um, and express a higher express a higher version of truth, um, we do move solar plexus up and out the throat. So what does that look like? That can be burping. It can actually be swelling in the small intestine. If anybody has been experiencing small intestine issues, um, it can be yawning as well. So, um, an express expression of clearing through yawning. Um, so just, uh, uh, 
something to be aware of. Um, not a bad time also to be stimulating the vagus nerve, um, the governing meridian, um, which you can do simply each morning when you're brushing your teeth, just by gargling, um, that vibration at the back of the throat kind of hitting, um, that vessel back there. So, um, just something to, um, add to your, your daily, uh, routines. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. Um, as you guys know, I, I always like to pull just a theme card first. I'm gonna use the Mystical Shaman um, deck by Colette Baron reed This is a collaboration deck actually that she had done. But I love it, I, I just, uh, really love the um the artwork of all of her decks i have so many of them okay so the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to ask for the collective energy of the entire month of august so that means leo into virgo right because we've got the last day of leo august 22nd and we did talk about the numerology of the 22 um, in my little short IGTV video that I did, uh, you know, coming into Leo season and that first full moon in Aquarius. But our energy is going to shift as we get towards the end of the month. So we kind of want to get an idea of the overall tone of the month. Okay, spirit. Let's see what do we got. I've pulled this card a couple of times um, in the past. The Earth Keeper, number 18, which reduces to nine. Um, I, I do feel that that's fairly appropriate um, as we move from eight into nine, right? Um, August being an eight month, um, but moving into Virgo season, which leads us into the ninth month of the year. So kind of this bridge between the eight and the nine. And this is a, a time of moving into a, a resolution, right? So nine is the final number in, a, in the numerology phase. The eight is really about bringing everything into form in a material way, allowing a full cycle of karma to come, um, which we're not necessarily meaning in a ne negative way. It's just karma meaning reciprocity. What goes out comes back, right? So looking at a full cycle, a full manifestation into form, and hopefully a newfound connection to um, abundance in some way in our life. So let's take a look and see what the message of the Earth Keeper is for the month of August. The essence, just as you're involved in co-creating your world, you are also responsible for its well-being. The Earth Keepers are dedicated to the stewardship of the Earth and all life. They choose to hold the sacred dream of a planet where all beings live in peace and where the rivers and the air are clean. Remember that everything you do has an impact for seven generations. 
the invitation. You have outgrown your small dream of success and achievement and are ready to dream big with possibilities beyond your wildest expectations. Take on the mantle of the earth keeper and reach out to a friend in need whom you may not have been in touch with for some time. Take care of your pets, feed the strays that come by, clean up your yard as this is a reflection of your relationship to the earth. Grow the sacred dream and your personal life will flourish. Remember, it's not about me any longer. The medicine, as you care for your body, you show your care for Mother Earth. So you begin with the steward, stewardship of your health. What are you putting in your mouth? Are you feeding on foods and thoughts that are not good for you? Start doing what you know will be good for you today. I love this for a couple of reasons. Because of the, what we've already kind of talked about at the beginning of this, about this respect for life, um, about this continued journey to unity, uh, this continued journey to starting to dissolve all of these ways that we separate ourselves from one another, um, that we judge one another, that we try to make ourselves feel safe by lifting our truth above another's, that these things are what will keep our earth falling apart. It will keep us divided. And the earth keepers um, are each of us. We were each brought to the planet on this, this particular moment on the timeline because we are the saviors, right? It's like we are the ones that we were waiting for to turn our planet around. Um, that is why we are all here together right now. It's not an accident. And so each of us is an earth keeper. And so it is about the sacred life of our planet and healing her as we heal ourselves, our own stories, our untruths, as we discover those to create new ones, um, as we move into our new dimensional self. And how this ends, I think, is also very important to the right now, right? So we're dealing with the Delta variant. Um, and just like any virus, COVID will continue to mutate. Um, there will be new versions of it because that's what living things do. They evolve to survive. Uh, so we know just like our flu virus does it every single year that there are new um, iterations um, that, you know, and new variances that are created as the virus figures out new ways to survive. So um, what do we need to do about that? Um, I think that this is becoming particularly highlighted um, in the last week as we're discovering that, especially with the new variants, as they are mutating to survive, um, particularly survive the vaccine, that even the vaccinated potentially are at risk of still carrying the virus. Um, so what does this mean? It means that we need to look past just the vaccine. Now, this is not a new topic as far as our health is concerned. This is something that a lot of people were talking about from the very beginning, that we can't just wait for a magic pill, a magic drug, a magic shot in our arm, that our the stewardship of our personal health is a personal inside job. And really thinking about the choices that you're making, how you're supporting your immune system, how you're supporting your bodies, 
What kinds of things are you putting in it that are stressing your system? Because a compromised system becomes more vulnerable to attack of any kind, whether it's just the common cold or whether it's COVID. So, you know, these are things that we need to really start taking very seriously when it comes to owning the stewardship of our own health, that the medical field doesn't know it all. We are seeing that right now, right? It's like, there's always, there's going to be new things that pop up all the time. But what we do know is what supports the body's immune system, what kind of antioxidants that we need daily, what kinds of vitamins we need daily. Your medical doctors can help you figure out what is right for you based on your current health situations, other medications that you might be taking, um, and you know what levels of these things are appropriate for your specific circumstance. But regardless of your circumstance, we all should be taking stewardship of our bodies in order to ensure our health. We cannot place this responsibility on anybody else. We cannot blame our health issues on anybody else. We are the stewards of our own bodies. And so August is going to be a month when we are exposed. Why? Because it's a month where people are out and about and doing things, living their lives. Because like I said, there is also this energy of carpe diem, right? It's like, get out and live because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And so it is, there is this kind of frenzy, um, this manic of, of the energy right now of let's hurry up and get on a plane before everything shuts down. Let's hurry up and get out and do this. Let's hurry up and get out and do that. Um, so, you know, there is some of that going on because we just don't know how far ahead we can even plan anymore with the state of the world as it is. So I love this card for the overall theme of August because it does remind us of our responsibility as stewards of the planet, as partners with one another and how we are designed inside of our light network to support one another's journey. And that the closer we can get to that unification, the more peaceful and loving and healthy our planet will be, as well as more peaceful and loving and healthy our bodies will be because the amount of stress that we're placing on our bodies inside of the resistance and the fight and the wars that we're fighting inside of our head, our bodies are trying to sort all of that out and are in very compromised situations because of the amount of stress it's having to sort out through worry and rage and anger and, and all of those things in extended periods of time that really stresses our body out. And as we know, stress is probably the worst enemy because of the toxicity of those stress hormones that the body has to deal with. Okay. So I'm going to leave that card out and let's move on. So I'm going to pull a single card for, well, I say a single, we'll see what spirit has to say about that. <laughs> Let's say I'm going to, I'll start with Lionsgate. That's, that's how I'll say that Lionsgate new moon. Let's start there. Okay. I'm going to go to energy for this. And then I'm actually going to pull a kitty cat card too, from my, my cat Oracle because of the lion. I just feel like that's fun and appropriate. So let's start with our energy oracle cards by Sandra Ann Taylor. Okay. Focusing on the energy of our eight, eight portal and that new moon. 
that Lionsgate energy, which I believe is actually associated with the rising of, of Sirius in the sky. Oop, all right, we got a jumper. I love it when that happens. Okay, so this card actually came out upside down. Let me see if I'm actually supposed to read it that way. I locate my pendulum. Hiding under my shaman oracle deck. Okay. Should I be reading this card upside down? Yes, I should. Okay, so the card is, I'm gonna show it to you right side up, appreciation, number 15. So let's see, let's take a look at her. She's holding a rose, female, holding a rose. Not much visibility behind her, it's pretty misty. Um, almost looks like there's a fire. It's got that look. The sky's got this look that there's a fire in the background. It's like you can see the glow of the fire behind her with kind of the smoke in the air. And she's she's standing quite confidently in the foreground um, with a, a lace hanky in one hand and a rose in the other. Interesting, very muted colors in this. We've got that really bright pink and green. So kind of a tap towards the heart chakra in this. Number 15 reduces to six. Okay, so let's take a look and see what the description um, of this particular card is in the deck. And we're looking at reversed, the reversed meaning. The appreciation card reverses a warning that you're missing something, in, an important opportunity. You've lost your sense of gratitude and have gotten caught up in the prickly brambles of negativity and possibly even despair. Stop focusing on what you don't have, even if it seems to be a lot. Instead, find something to appreciate about yourself and your life. This is just like that card I read from Robbie, isn't it? Choose to focus on the little things with gratitude and acknowledgement. Your refusal to appreciate even the small pleasures will cause them to drop from your hands and keep you stuck in some of your problem patterns, causing you to lament your lack even more. Let go of this negative focus and spend some time every day acknowledging that you have to be grateful, what you have to be grateful for. Remember, the more you appreciate your life, the more your life will appreciate in value. I mean, this is this is a message now we've gotten twice today, right? And also with Anne's post where she was saying, sometimes the only way that we can give God back his control is by being in a place where we are completely out of control, right? And so in this those times, we've been told, how many times have you heard this, you know, to practice gratitude in those moments where you are really, really, really stuck? Um, especially inside of negative thought patterns. And what do you hear as the biggest rule during manifestation time? Focus on what you want, right? Because the universe does not distinguish between what you want and what you don't. All it sees is what you're thinking about the most often, right? So wherever your focus goes, energy grows. And so this is another reminder saying that during this portal, this eight, eight portal, which I want to remind you, the eight is about our material world, 
right? Also, you turn it on its side. It's the infinity sign. It's about karmic reciprocity. What you put out is what you get back. This is the natural law of the universe. So what you are putting out inside of your thought patterns each and every moment are constantly reverberating back to you. This portal is one of the most powerful manifestation portals of the year, and it lands on a new moon. We're talking about, I would, I used a reference earlier of TNT, right? Blowing up the old house to get the blueprint out for the new one. <laughs> so, I mean, this is our TNT, right? So it's like explosive manifestation and probably more than instantaneous. It's like a thought goes out, it instantly comes back. So it is a time to be very aware of what you have in your life. How are you wealthy? How are you already wealthy? How are you abundant in your life? Looking at the way that God has given you already everything that you need, okay? You really have all of the basic needs met in your life and in those places where you feel that you are lacking, then it is even more important in those areas to take a look at what you already have, right? And then we start amplifying that. So this is a really great card um, for the, the lion's gate. Absolutely 100% perfect as, as usual, as these cards always are by divine appointment. Okay. You know, I... I know I, I said one card, right? But then I also said I was going to pull a kitty cat card. I want to pull an angels and ancestors card for um, eight, eight gateway as well. This is a, a Kyle Gray deck. All right, let's see what else we got. So you can pretty much consider this your reading for the, the first week of August, moving into that 8-8 eight, eight new moon uh, Lionsgate portal, even though um, this video is going to be coming out a little delayed um, as far as the timing is concerned. But we have to remember, too, that that new moon energy is still even potent the day after. So we're looking at even into 8-9. Okay, I'm going to go with the top card. And let's just take a look at what's on the bottom. Okay, we've got Air Guardian on the bottom of the deck. Um, shift your perception. We've already talked about this, right? So that's just another validation of the fact that truth is taking on a different dynamic. Uh, this started in, um, I would say, about a week ago, week and a half ago, when uh, the Jupiter retrograde moved back into Aquarius, and the you know the the this time period. Um, I think it was about like fall of 2020 or very late, maybe December 2020 into the first part of 2021, um, we had some belief systems and tr some truths kind of gel into place, um, given our circumstances and, and whatever it is that we were focused on at the time. Um, we are being challenged to look at those things again and to really shift our perception about what we thought to be true. And I think we're even seeing that just in in on the, the daily um, news at this point is that it is challenged. There are some things that are challenging what we thought to be true. Um, and so we are having to 
to take a look at things in a little bit of a different way. And I think that it's important to um, hearing the word humility to really be taking a, a new look at things with some humility um, and coming from a place of, oh, maybe I don't, I didn't know it all. Um, and, you know, there might be some apologies that need to be made in, in the process of that. So the card that I actually pulled um, is the, the fire guardian. Um, and the fire guardian, uh, interesting enough, I, I want to mention this, um, I, he's holding a sphere that's got the triangle on it. And the first card that I pulled, the earth keeper, the 18 is inside of an upside down triangle. Remember we were talking about geometry. Um, so fire guardian, I'm not going to get into the geometry of the triangle at this moment. Um, but it is something that I, I just wanted to take note of. Um, the other thing that I, I'm going to mention is the fact that we've got the air guardian on the bottom of the deck, which we just talked about, um, and how air and fire are very supportive of one another, um, air being, you know, Aquarius, right. Fire being, Leo. Um, so this is very appropriate for the energy that we're in uh, right now. And obviously when you give fire oxygen, what happens? It, it grows. Um, so igniting the passions, uh, the fire guardian. So again, you know, focusing on the, um, this new version of awakening in the, in this new version of living life through, uh, a, a place of passion and purpose. Um, again, that carpe diem, you know, we're even seeing this revolution inside of the workplace right now, where a lot of people are hesitant to go back to their jobs or even go back to work in general, because of the fact that they just don't connect there anymore. Right. So it's like, people are looking for more. People are looking for more out of life, a deeper connection. And we do, move this more into what we would consider the spiritual side of life where people feel driven by a deeper sense of purpose and passion and trying to connect with their gifts and what that means for them. And so this is what Leo season is all about is very much let's, let's go ahead and spray the, the solar plexus because I feel like this, it's an appropriate time to do that. Um, kind of activate that, that solar plexus energy of passion and intensity and empowerment and bringing your gifts to life um, and really owning owning all of that personal power. So again, I, I am gonna I'm gonna read from Kyle Gray's message. Looking for the fire guardian. Connect with your desires. The sparks could lead to something beautiful. The fire guardian represents the angels of fire. Fire is an energy that many people are afraid of, but shouldn't be. Burning desires can lead to great expansion. Allow the fire guardian to help you awaken a wild side of yourself and burn away any fear or shame that stands between you and your desires. When this card appears, you are reminded that passion is powerful and absolutely encouraged by spirit. You're being guided by your angels to connect with the powerful energy of desire at this time. If you have recently set an intention to explore your sexual side or become more sexually open, the fire of desire can burn away any old setbacks that are preventing you from expressing that part of your nature. If you are in a relationship, this card can indicate, indicate a great spiritual and sexual connection. You know, this also taps into our, our deeper sense of power, 
right? I mean, it's like we we place a lot of focus on the solar plexus for for power to to manifest, um, power of passion, power of purpose, all of those things. When in fact, it really begins much lower in the body than that, right? So where it's this is the indication of that kundalini flow through the body that begins at the root and moves up into the sacral, right? And this this is our our sexual area, meaning our the sexual genitals into the internal sexual reproductive area, but it's also considered the the fertility area, right? It's where we give birth to those things that we want to bring into the world, and that understanding that really being able to connect with our sexuality, our power, sexual power doesn't have, doesn't mean sex itself. Those two things are very different. Okay. Now, obviously they come together, but the idea of power inside of the sexual nature of the human being, um, and the power of your sexuality to bring your presence into the world, a very powerful weapon and tool in the process of manifestation, because it's bringing your whole self from a clear place of creativity and creation and fertility without shame, without fear, without any of those negative connotations that over time and through generations have been placed on those areas of the body because it's focused on in the wrong way. So I love that he's bringing that um, that awareness to us, uh, through that card. Okay. So I did say that I was going to pull a, a kitty cat card for this. So let's go ahead and, and see what the cosmic cat has to say. These decks are really cute. Um, Randy Crutcher and Barb Horn there. I have both. I have the dog, um, divine dog and I have the cosmic cat. They are absolutely adorable. If you are an animal reader or if you are an animal lover, I would suggest getting these. I actually do use these for my animal readings, um, for my clients, because I think it just adds a really cool dimension, um, to the message coming, um, from their, from their pet. All right. So cosmic kitty, let's see what the lion has to say. Okay. <laughs> just be. Look at that little baby kitty laying on its back, playing with its feet. Be. Okay. So this particular card, choose non-action. Let's see what the bottom card is. Wisdom. Wisdom. Let your light shine. So, I mean, we know that the, the age of Aquarius is about a higher wisdom, right? And I think that the wiser we get, the quieter we become. Um, I do think that the more we come into an actual wisdom, um, the more we realize that we just don't know as much as we think we do. And this is, you know, I already mentioned the word humility, um, understanding that we are always a teacher and always a student. So we need to make sure that we are open to receive that our position is our position, but it might be different than someone else's truth. And by allowing ourselves to be open to receive and listen to their situation and where they're coming from, we have the opportunity to learn something new. And sometimes just allowing ourselves to be, and in this particular card, 
choosing non-action. So it could be that during this particular time of this Lionsgate portal, that it's not so much about focused on doing, right? We're focused on being. And what kind of energy are we being inside of? Because this is what we're going to attract more of. There is a an idea inside of doing that sometimes we do just for the sake of avoiding, right? So if when we get quiet, we start to listen to ourselves, the things that need to get fixed or the things that need healing, the things that need paying attention to will come forward. And if we don't want to hear it and we don't want to sit with that, what will we do? We will fill our calendars with doing. We will make sure that we are constantly moving and constantly busy because we don't want to hear those inside voices. And so, you know, this is a time inside of manifesting the next version of ourselves that perhaps there is some stillness that's still required inside of this time period to really get clear on what what are you what are you bringing with you through this portal? Like we were talking about, if you're going into the next dimension of self, are the, I mean, there's going to be things that you don't want to drag with you through this portal, right? There are going to be things that need to be put down. And those are the things that you're probably looking at right now, you know, moving into this portal is are you're being faced with those things that really need to be worked on. And if you're getting quiet and still with yourself to really take a look at those things, you potentially can create um, some sort of intention to move forward um, without bringing that burden with you. And so choosing non-action does allow us, that stillness does allow us to just be with ourselves and to really get a good look at where we are. And I think that there is a vibration right now inside of the gifts that we're receiving, this higher level of truth that these Aquarius full moons are illuminating for us might be some tough love. And they might be like, you know, that the, the, old saying the truth hurts, right? So there might be something that you really have not wanted to look at or really have not wanted to hear yet. You still know it to be true, right? It's just, you know, that when you finally turn to face it, it's going to hurt like hell. Um, I think there's a lot of that going on right now where we are being faced with some of the things that maybe we were most afraid of. And that's because the higher vibration we go to, we're getting closer to God which is closer to a vibration of love, we get further away from the vibration of fear. And so we really then have to take a look at those things that are, are deep within. Um, and I was having a chat with my girlfriend, um, Charlene Lawrence, um, this week, and it just happened to be, you know, Chiron moving in, um, to Leo, that, that wounded healer. And I think that that's really, that's stimulated, especially over the last couple of days. And remember, I'm recording this on the fifth, um, that, you know, have brought some of these things forward. And I think that's why I, I, my phone was blowing up today. You know, people are really being, um, shifted deeply within and it's, it's shaking some things up. Okay. So those were our cards for Lionsgate. Let's take a look at the week of the ninth. So that week following next week, right? Week following our Lionsgate portal. 
And I didn't read the descriptions of these cat cards, but they're just adorable. I mean, the way that they have, um, you know, crafted the language inside of those um, is very kitschy and, and cute. So again, I would recommend if, if you are a collector of decks like I am, to a fault, <laughs> then those are, those are a suggestion. Okay, sorry, I'm just trying to get myself a little bit organized here so I have a little bit more space to spread out. All right, so you know what? I'm gonna go with some tarot um, for the, the week of the eighth and maybe some more Colette Baron Reed. Um, I'm gonna go with the uh, Colette Baron Reed good tarot deck. And we're gonna pull up, oh, one just popped out. One down, an eight card with a lion on it. <laughs> eight strength. And there's our, there's our Leo. There's our roaring lion coming out of the, the lion's gate portal and moving into that week, post our eight, eight gateway. Okay, let's pull one more from this deck. Let me go with the bottom card. The Empress, number three. Okay. And then for our third card, we'll do an Oracle, but let's wait on that, okay? So let's just take a, a look at these two that I just pulled. This is the, the Empress card is the number three. Her, in this particular image, her face is, is almost covered. Um, she's almost hidden and she's holding um, some wheat in, in her hands, um, kind of tipping toward that, that harvest season, right? You know, we've been talking about being in the growth season. Um, the strength card coming out of this, this is a, a doozy week, you know, it's, it's going to require some real endurance on our part. I, I go back to that uh, metaphor that I was using. I believe I was talking about it when I was talking about Leo season is that, um, and I've talked to a couple of my clients about it is, you know, the, that idea of Mount Everest and that, that last part before you reach the peak which is where so many people don't make it. Um, I mean, there's, you know, physical reasons for it, right? I mean, the, the air gets so thin, um, it's the coldest part of the mountain. You know, they've already been doing the climb all that time and, you know, facing all of the, the elements and just the, the physical nature of that climb. And it's that last little bit to the top where a lot of people turn back or a lot of people don't make it. Um, and so it is kind of this feeling of um, having to really dig into our strength and dig into our endurance um, in order to get to that the top, right? That last little bit being the hardest. And so this, this particular card, the eight talks, speaks to that strength and endurance. I can go the distance and know that everything occurs in divine and appropriate timing. I have courage as I manifest miracles. When I allow spirit to work through me, I'm strong enough to move mountains and overcome any obstacle inside 
pour out. And I think this kind of goes back to that idea of when we are most challenged, it is those times where we feel that we have lost control, right? Um, and those are the times where we get the most afraid and we struggle the hardest because we just don't know what's coming. We don't know what to do and we've lost control. And those are times that are required, I think, in our cycle of growth, because at some point we have to remember that it isn't all about us um, and that there is a creator that's involved in our divine plan and that we don't always understand God's plan that God is irrational, so to speak, right? It's the rational mind of the human as we try to organize it and compartmentalize it and, and try to have it make sense inside of our material realm. But that's not the way it works in the, in the realm of God. Um, and that sometimes we have to give ourselves over um, in surrender and faith. And real faith happens in the walk. Real faith happens in the works. You can say you know something a thousand times. You can say you believe something a thousand times, but you don't actually bring it to life until you're walking in it and you actually test it out. So it's like for all of us, oh, I believe that God is with me. I believe that I'm supported. Well, then go and do with the thing that you're afraid to do, right? So the other card, the Empress, fertility back into the sacral. This is a wonderful time to give birth to new ideas and experiences. Nourishment is assured as I step into a new version of myself. My life is rich and ripe with possibility that I can manifest and create. I am a powerful co-creator and life loves me right now. My world is brimming with potential and infinite possibility that will manifest for the highest good. So that's really an affirmation, right? It's talking about the fact that you've already discovered the abundance that's in your life right now, that you have full gratitude for that and that you see the possibility of manifesting all kinds of new things inside of that. You are recognizing your power to be a co-creator in your life by taking responsibility for your choices and for the path and the place that you are right now and that life loves you right back. I love life and life loves me, right? And so this is a, this is a wonderful way of, of creating real fertile ground for your manifestations to come into form. So it's kind of like that post um, manifestation glow, you know, we're coming out of that new moon and really continuing to hold those things inside of our energy field and inside of our heart. And it, it becomes uh, the light that we'll need in order to get through whatever challenges are ahead. I do think that things are still going to get a little crazy. You know, I mean, we're, we're in a situation right now too, where remember what I said, there is a surge of fear energy going on right now. There's a surge of anxiety um, where a lot of people that, you know, got their vaccinations and thought that they were protected and thought that they were safe. And, you know, all of those things are now realizing that they're vulnerable inside of these, this new variant that perhaps they won't actually, you know, um, get the degree of the, of the virus or the illness if they are um, exposed. But what they thought was true, which is that they weren't spreading it, you know, they were completely safe, you know, all, and protected and the freedoms of not being able to wear a mask and all of those. Now everything's kind of starting to, to, to backstep on that. Right. Um, and so you can imagine some of the emotions that the collective is, is feeling right now, another surge of fear, 
um, perhaps some people feeling deceived or let down, disappointed, um, you know, these kinds of things. And this is why we really need the support of each other, the community, um, to keep each other going, to keep hope alive, that we've made it this far, we'll continue to go, um, that, you know, the virus isn't winning. It's just doing what it's going to do. And we will find new ways to live and to adapt and we will be okay. We will be okay. But together is how we will be okay. Dividing ourselves against each other and fighting against each other is not going to make it okay. And so this week coming out of our manifestation portal, we get to start to see things come into form right? There's going to be things that life brings in through the collective. There's going to be individual things that are coming through in our lives. Um, and we have to remember that sometimes the, the things that the answers to our prayers can be in unexpected packages. So we, we also potentially might have some sudden things start to come up during this week, some sudden things that maybe we weren't expecting. However, they potentially could be an answer to the very prayer that we sent out during our new moon. So we need to remain open to having a flexible perspective on what's coming in and looking for the gifts, regardless of the limitations and challenges that we might be facing, regardless of the heartaches, the heartbreaks, the discomforts, that there are gifts that are being unwrapped inside of those moments and you wished for them. Right. We don't, of course, wish for the pain and suffering, but sometimes in order for those gifts to come to full fruition, those are the gateways that we must pass through. So let's pick one more card to support the week of the ninth. I'm going to go for the Oracle of the Seven Energies, also Colette Baron Reed deck. This deck has a little prism swirl on the front, the rainbow. We've been talking about that rainbow ray for a little while now. All right, let's give us one more card here. So we got exposed and revealed. All right, and let's see what's on the bottom. Endless possibilities. I love that. We got a very hopeful card here. It's a 38 card, which is an 11. That's a little tap from Metatron saying, remember, there are endless possibilities and any given moment, depending on the energy of your frequency, where your thoughts are, all of those things will depend on what timeline you're merging with, right? We're bouncing around within infinite possibilities. And so it is up to you making sure that you are keeping your focus in a really productive place of a place of the things that you want, of the, the possibilities, the hope, 
all of those things that make those things manifest. Um, and so we're popping around from one timeline to another all the time, endless possibilities, and it's all up to you and, and where your mindset is in that moment. Exposed and revealed. Okay, again, so the week of the ninth, we're looking at things coming into form. Okay. Um, higher versions of truth, right? We're in this capsule inside of the Leo season right now with those bookends of those Aquarian full moons um, that is going to illuminate more and more truth. Um, and sometimes that means different layers of things being exposed, revealed, um, deeper levels of truth. We can't really act inside of it in a conscious way until we can see it. Right. And so this is a very important part of the manifestation process is things coming into form. So we can really get a good look at what the reality of a situation might be. Um, meaning, you know, there might be some steps that you need to take in order to get to what you were trying to manifest. Maybe these are going to be revealed to you post this eight, eight, you know, we might be looking at, um, those things that need to um, be done to fall into place. Perhaps you've been praying for revelation. You know, those things might be revealed to you in coming in to that week of the ninth um, in order for you to be able to, maybe you've been praying for an answer because that answer is, this, is the thing that you say you need in order to move forward. Maybe God's gonna give that to you. So this does look like a week that we're going to be building in. Now it makes sense from the moon phase, right? Because as we're coming out of the new moon, we've got that waxing moon. So we've got the build, the building, the building. Um, it gets brighter and brighter, more and more. We can see more and more and more gets illuminated. Um, so exposed and revealed. Let's take a look at what the book says for that. It's a 21 card. So it's reducing to three. We got a lot of the that three energy coming in too. I mean, we saw the um, repeating triangles. Key concepts of this card, healing shame, the imposter syndrome, letting go of self-condemnation, freedom from past unresolved wounds, focusing on self-worth, the underlying beauty in rejection. When you experience shame, you don't just feel you've done something wrong. You feel like you are wrong, fundamentally flawed, Know that life loves you and the universe doesn't make junk, only magic. However, many social interactions, especially ones happening online, are steeped in distorted, unhealthy ways of expressing pain by shaming, shaming self and shaming each other. Here is the way out of this. See shame as the heart-wrenching cry for help that it is. Consider whether you could have been triggered in the outer world by unresolved issues that matched all the inner pain points. If someone is shaming you, perhaps you have triggered them. How miserable they must be to expend their energy on such toxicity. They are drinking poison, hoping you will get sick. You cannot love someone out of their shame. You can only show compassion for both them and yourself. Set healthy boundaries and refuse to fan the flames. Look upon shame as an opportunity for growth, evolution, healing, and freedom. With this in mind, can you let go of your attachment to control? Admit that this emotion isn't something you have power over and surrender to a higher power. There is a sacred quality to the vulnerability inherent in admitting you can't do it alone. 
When you allow yourself to be laid open in this way, you gain a beautiful new perspective. Then the healed shame has the infinite power of the divine to set you free. So again, we're talking about healing the the patterns of shame down in the sacral chakra. Um, And that this is where our divinity sits, right? Our ability to be free, to feel free, to not be trapped by our own triggers, our own fears, Um, you know, this is where our entrapment comes from. A lot of it is fearful thinking. Um, and a lot of the fearful thinking comes from old programming. Um, the, the false teachings that came from wherever in our lives, that this is a really powerful time of transformation where we're being asked to really look at that stuff and the challenges that you're being faced with potentially are leading you down that path. And some of them might be really uncomfortable because remember the more discomfort we experience, the more apt we are to take the step to make some changes because we don't want to continue to experience pain. So God knows this spirit knows this. It's not that they want us to suffer. That's not what it's about, but sometimes the suffering is the thing that pushes us through the birth canal those contractions, right? Painful contractions. That's one of the most painful things I've ever experienced in my life. All right. So now we're looking at the week of the 15th, 5th, 16th, right? We're doing the Mondays. Um, You know what? For this, I'm going to start with my sacred rebels deck is what's calling to me. Atlanta Fairchild. I might go back to our angels and ancestors for this. this week. Okay. Week of the 16th. What do we got spirit. Oh, okay. First card to pop out a number 20 card softly, softly the tender touch. Softly, softly the tender touch. This is a, an image of, it kind of reminds, it has kind of a little bit of a Kuan Yin energy to it, to me. Um, it's got the pink lotus uh, on the on the crown, um, the, the pink outline of the card. Uh, there are tears coming down her face, um, a very gentle and loving look in her eyes. She's got the, a closed lotus between her hands. Um, so it does feel like a, a healing hands kind of card, you know, like the, the touch of, of healing hands. Go at the bottom. Number four against the green. Okay. Against the green, number four card, you know, new foundations. Um, A girlfriend of mine said the other day to me in one of those moments of the thing, you know, but you don't want to hear it. Right. Um, Of Jenny. Well, if you feel that you're tapped to be a leader in this life, then maybe it's time to step out and lead. Well, I don't want to, you know, it's, it's that little part, that resistance of, 
You know, it's like, I know I'm destined to do something and I know what that thing is, yet I'm going to turn my back on it anyway. I'm going to resist it because it's uncomfortable to look at um, because it might actually be going against the grain of what you've done before, what people you think expect of you, um, some sort of obligation you've crafted inside of your head, a duty or responsibility that um, now you feel if if you go in this new direction, um, you you're going out of line, you know, of, of what people expect of you. Um, that can be very difficult, you know, for people who have real rejection issues or fear of dis disapproval, um, perfectionism, you know, healing from perfectionism disease, you know, I'm kind of all of the above. So, you know, the idea of going against the grain um, makes my skin crawl, even though I've done it many times in my life and um, it has brought me to where I am right now going against the grain. So we know that sometimes the hardest steps are going against the grain, but they are, they bring us the biggest rewards when we can find the courage to do it. So the week of the 16th, we might be looking at a difficult week, um, challenging as far as coming up, uh, coming up against a week where things have been revealed, right? things have been revealed and now it's time to make some decisions. Um, potentially that stillness time is coming to an end and it's time to move forward. So let's go to the tender touch first, because that looks like a really loving and gentle card. And I think that's what we need to hear, right? The feminine wisdom of gentleness can assist you now when we are at a point in life where we want to attain greater things, but don't necessarily have a proportionally greater supply of energy at our disposal. It is time to work smarter rather than harder. This is the way of feminine wisdom. However, a cultural ignorance of the feminine way currently prevails. We're generally taught that the more force we use, the more we try to make things happen, the more we will achieve. The feminine way is not about force nor is it about driving, striving, pushing or grabbing at what we can in order to create. It's about inviting what we wished for to come into the space we have provided for it internally and in our lives. This method cultivates more energy, causes less stress and attracts what is desired. It is manifestation by invitation rather than by will or force. There is an old story that the sun and the wind were debating about who was more powerful. After boasting about their prowess, they made a wager. A man walked down the street with a coat on. The wind and the sun decided that whomever could force the coat off the man was the most powerful. The wind began demonstrating its impressive power. It blew and blew and caught underneath the coat, pulling it and nearly ripping it right off the man. But the man wrapped his coat around himself more tightly to protect himself against the force of the wind. Eventually, perhaps temporarily out of puff, the wind gave up. The sun took over. He shone down, becoming brighter and brighter until the man slipped off his coat, slung it over his shoulder and walked down the street, quite possibly wondering what was happening with the weather that day. Can I just stop for a second? Can we just think for just a moment? We're still in Leo season, right? We're looking at the week of the 16th, um, the last week of Leo season. Leo is aligned with our sun. Here we are cooking in our Leo sun pushing us into uncomfortable places that we don't even realize until we're just so hot that we've got to strip it off. Hmm. The wind attempted to do it by force, what the sun was able to do by being, there's that word again, 
You are being asked to surrender your forcefulness, your determination, and your intense activity, even if it is just for a moment. Does this mean that you have to surrender the goals you are chasing through your endeavors? Certainly not. This is not about letting go of achievement. It is about understanding the process of manifestation in a more intelligent way. There is a way of creating that gives you energy and doesn't leave you utterly worn out. It's about allowing what you want to come to you. Be yourself absolutely, naturally, with ease. Shine your light. Allow your presence to invite that which you wish to receive. It is about cultivating an energetic affinity with what you seek rather than feelings of lack and need. Do you see the subtle but important difference? To feel that you are already a natural, abundant being who gratefully invites more of what you want into your life is rather different to feeling lack fear and wishing your world would change. It's a bit like dressing for the job you want, even if it isn't your job yet. You energetically embody what you wish to attract more of into your life. Like attracts like. This oracle brings you a message. You don't need to push quite so hard to receive what is naturally coming to you. Your push comes from a place of uncertainty over whether or not you will succeed. You need to relax and have more faith in yourself and that above. All things come in time, rightfully, and according to a great loving wisdom. You are not immune to this. You shall have your time to shine too. Rebel against any voice of fear within you or around you that tells you otherwise. It is okay to become softer to feel the energy of what you wish to attract into your life and act as much as you can as though it is already that way. You are not fantasizing or daydreaming or failing to live in the real world if you do this. You are actually working with the feminine art of manifestation through gentle beingness and attraction. As you soften into becoming what you are seeking, what you wish for will not be able to resist your shining, inviting presence. This oracle also comes with a special, special message that you have been working very hard. You have learned much and accomplished much, but it is now time to change your approach. There is that shift of perspective and changing approach again. Let go of any force in your approach to creation now. Everything serves a purpose and learning the benefits and limitations of the more forceful way of manifestation through effort and willpower was a useful lesson. However, if you were to continue with that approach, it would stop working for you because you are now beginning to create on a far grander scale that is beyond what an individual can manifest through willpower alone. You are individually creating through your healing and art, but also contributing globally to new consciousness through your own spiritual growth. You are part of a global healing manifestation process. You are, through your way of being in the world, helping to birth a new awareness. This new way will heal the human heart and bring it back into balance with nature. There, that's the earth, um, earth keeper, that, the first card for our month. This is essential for the human soul to survive, flourish, and to cooperatively nurture the earth rather than destroy her natural resources. You may or may not be consciously aware of the extent to which this new way of manifesting through receiving rather than taking can actually help all of humanity, but nonetheless, it is playing an important role in greater human evolution. It is the power of attraction, of magnetism, rather than of striving in force that will replenish your energy and restore your body and mind and heart after your struggle. This change in approach will encourage the shift from head to heart that is essential for your individual well-being and for the greater human evolution. You need to heal so that you can help the world heal. Does this give you absolute permission now in your own mind to take an easier approach to your sacred, rebellious, and creative manifestation? Love it. Wow, that was a long one. Okay, number four against the grain. 
You want birds to be able to fly underwater. You want love to trump power. You want humanity to relate to each other as equals and to recognize the sacredness in you and the world around you. You want to unleash the beauty that hides in even the ugliest of scenes or sentiments. You want to make possible what others cannot, cannot be, what others say cannot be. You are a radical dreamer, a sacred rebel, and you are bringing the light of a more positive future into this world. However, this can have its burdens. Deep within you, you may feel that you don't fit in with the rest of the world. Perhaps your sense of how things can be and how they really are is so different to the smaller minds or fearful hearts of many that you are rarely received for all that you offer. This might make you feel frustrated, thwarted, or lonely at times. The universe so loves you for your unusual take on things, for the quirkiness in you that dares to honor that which is different and renders the impossible possible. You must never ever lose your unusual ways and become dry or serious, appropriate and conventional, not even for appearances sake, for you would lose your essence. You are here to show that life is about so much more than conventional success. This oracle comes with a special message for you. You are someone who lives and breathes in the depths of creative waters. You need to lose yourself to the flow of music, nature, dreams, imagination, and fantasy through art and literature, meditation, dance, and in sensual surrender to the sacred waters of the ocean, the river, the lake, or just your bathtub. You must go against the grain. It is just your way. You are not one of the followers, but one of the agitators. However, yours is not a force of disrespectful chaos. You are a loving catalyst. And by simply being yourself, you constantly remind people that there is always another way. This oracle comes with a particular guidance that you are meant to be exactly as you are. You are meant to be the black sheep, the rainbow sheep, or even the wild wolf in the flock of sheep, the daring butterfly spirit calling to the caterpillars, that is you. The price you pay for the gift of individuality is that you must take care of it and guard it so that you are not dulled down and conditioned into playing at being something you are not. If this has happened or is threatening to happen, the oracle brings you comfort. You will always dream of birds that fly underwater. You know that the true nature of your being can never be changed. At most, it could only be hidden for a time. Now is the time to accept who you are, allow your truths to be freely expressed. Don't worry about the effects of going against the grain. When we are who we are in our truth, we attract the support, protection, and energy that we need to thrive. Your power comes from aligning your outward self with your inner truth, not from the general consensus. You will find then, find other dreamers, other wild butterflies, and a typically colored sheep to join you in conjuring better visions for our world. Wow. So, you know, in this thought that it, it comes time for us to stand in our power of the, as truth has been revealed, we come to understand ourselves better and what it is that we truly need and how we need to get there. And so this week of the 16th being shown that we need to protect our, our, our position in our own power, um, protect our free will, um, to not necessarily, we don't have to do it in a forceful way. It's both of these cards are talking about this new level of creation, this new level of manifestation energy, where you're simply standing in your own power and making choices and living in your truth. You're not trying to force it onto another person. You're not shoving it down somebody else's throat. You're not giving unsolicited advice and telling everybody else how to live their lives. You're not looking for validation 
by an outward expression of truth. You're just simply living inside of it. And in that grace and that ease, life will start to change in your favor and bring the things in that you need. But sometimes that simple decision of stepping outside of the flock and making a decision that is yours, but might not be in alignment with the flock that you were standing inside of a minute ago, that can be very difficult. It, there's a lot of triggers in that for a lot of people, you know, themes of rejection and fear and abandonment and, you know, all of those things. It's like, well, if I decide to follow my truth and I step outside of the flock, will I still be supported or will I be alone? And so both of these cards are saying you can try a new way that we don't have to force ourselves into a place we don't belong, that we don't have to manifest through force, that it can come through self-love. It can come through honoring who we are and our truth. Um, so in this more fluid way, which is much more about love and compassion, right? And it's also about supporting if, if, if a good friend of yours or someone that you love wants to step out, you being there, not feeling threatened, by that person wanting to step out, supporting them instead and letting them know whatever they decide, you'll be there. You'll be there for them. That's potentially what we might be faced with during that week is being given the choice of, will we move into more of a unified consciousness, move with magnetism, move with flow, uh, move with compassion, stay open-minded, potentially have our own truths challenged in a way that might now have us stepping out of the flock or against the grain um, in a way that we didn't expect because what was a hard no for us last week now is something that might be a yes for us. And that's okay. And that's kind of this place that we're being put is that we need to start looking at what we thought to be true might be different now. And maybe not for everybody, but maybe for you. And that, you know, the situation that you're in right now, you can get yourself out of it. Even if you feel you don't have a choice, there's always a choice. So um, I actually feel quite satisfied with those two cards um, for the week of the 16th. So we're going to move to uh, the week of the, the 22nd. And we're going to take a look at that. We have the full moon in Aquarius on the 22nd which ends Leo season and brings in Virgo. I'm going to do Akashic Tarot. Um, we're going to pull a card for that full moon in Aquarius. And then we'll pull a couple other cards for that week. Ooh, what was that? That one just popped out. Chess game. Okay, this came out upside down. Am I meant to read this reversed? No. Okay, three of keys. We got another three here. Um, so I'm. I mean, we we think of the three as the Trinity, right? Um, three, the path of self mastery. <sighs> We look at three as the balance of body, mind, spirit. Um, it's our natural law 
a lot of the natural law um, is inside of the vibration of three. And so we've, we've seen a lot of that going on inside of the card pools today, talking about natural flow of reciprocity, natural flow inside of the law of the universe of magnetism, um, natural flow of focused energy and how that comes back to you. Um, you know, that we're moving with less force and more love, um, allowing opening space and, and allowing it to flow in instead of us trying to run and grab a piece of the pie before somebody else gets it. That's the old way of being. That's like the third dimensional way of being that old patriarchal way of, of claiming power, um, scooping up all of the resources, you know, that's, this is not the way of the future. It's about everybody being able to create their own abundance and that there isn't a 1% controlling that anymore. Right. So this is what we're the hopeful world we, we want to create and move into three of keys, the chess game, as we see a piece falling over, I mean, <laughs> This this has a um, I, I'll I'll just say it it has a has a mysterious kind of energy to it um, I I won't I mean I, the word foreboding comes forward but I you know I don't necessarily feel negative it just feels like the game is going to change um, th that this the end game that that full moon um, on the twenty second is going to shift things to go in another direction. Um, the game as we understood it um, will be over. Um, so what does that mean going forward? It means that we move deeper into uh, creating a, a world that has different kinds of power structures, right? Um, the people in power only have power because we've given it to them. So we have to remember that in the process of lawmaking, policies being passed, things like that. Um, it's the power of the people that really ultimately decide where we will go. And if we continue to, to just give power to the old authorities and let them make the laws and policies and we all just stay in our corner and wait for someone to move us like a pawn, then the game continues. The minute that we decide to step forward and play the game, you know, and and kind of knock the queens over, you know, so to speak, or it's it it becomes a different game. Um, so it could be that we're we're looking at um, a game changer, right? Like something coming in that's a game changer. That this full moon is a game changer. That there is this a very deep level of new truth that these seeds get planted during this month of August. Um, and it's really starting to make people think a little differently um, about going forward and what that could look like. Um, so let's take a look and see what the book says, the three of keys. A game is in play upon the chessboard. Some of the pieces are sidelined while the bronze queen lies on her side on the playing field. The people represented by these chess pieces are not usually those you meet for enjoyable pastimes. This is a card of political and social conflict. 
You may be in store for difficult interactions in group settings, such as boards of directors, corporate hierarchies, management disruptions, conflict, conflicted family situations. Those sides seem to be clearly divided. Many of the people involved are really out for themselves. Deceit is present and you may not be all not be at all certain about everyone's motives or strategies. It's time for you to take an emotional or even an actual step back. The more you get involved and the stronger you hold your position, the more heated the situation may become. No matter how challenging, try to maintain an inner peace. Don't participate in any battles or allegiances. Don't let yourself be deceived either. Look at everything coolly, unemotionally. The people around you are serving their own agendas. Try to detach, be objective, and treat everyone involved from a deeper source of wisdom without being misled. There may come a time for you to leave or distance yourself from this situation, but because of circumstances, it might not be here yet. For now, let yourself be a knowing observer and watch. So here's what I feel about this card. I think that when there are big revelations that come in, um, or, or times where we do feel change happening, where there might be a change of the guard, so to speak. Um, you know, people get um, cagey. Um, people start getting afraid um, that of losing their power or losing their position. And sometimes this will cause people to do things that aren't exactly honest or in integrity. Um, power can do this to people can corrupt. And so, you know, this idea of not allowing yourself to get swept up emotionally in anything that you might be seeing, reading, um, that we really, this is a time more than ever where we need to use our brains. We need to use our intellect. We need to decide for ourselves. We need to be careful what headline we grab onto. We need to be careful, you know, when we're listening to others, um, that we take some time to think about what we've heard and how does it feel inside your body? How does it resonate with you? Is it something that might feel a little bit true? Is it something that doesn't quite you know, resonate with you and put that away for later. Um, you know, there are lots of things, lots of sides, lots of truths worth considering and listening to. But I think one of the things that these full moons in Aquarius on either side of Leo have really driven home is that we need to use our heads right now. It is a very emotional and intense and passionate time when people are very much in their emotions, people are afraid. They don't necessarily um, feel confident in making decisions for themselves. So they're waiting for someone in an authority position to tell them what to say, where to go, who to be, what's okay, because they're too afraid to do it themselves. This is what fear does. It locks us into a situation where we become pawns on a chessboard. And so the more we can step into our intellect and remember that we have, first of all, our God-given gift of free will. Second of all, we have brains, brilliant intellect to be able to organize information, think for ourselves, gather facts, research, listen, all of these things. We have the ability to do these things. So make sure you're using your head. There is common sense. There is book smart. 
right? We need to be using both things. You need to know where your information is coming from. You need to know how that feels for you inside of your personal circumstance. You need to be able to gather enough to be able to make a decision that really feels good to you. So we need to use our heads um, and the balance of our ability to feel and think is what's going to be the game changer, okay? All right, so that's our full moon card, the chess game. Let's see, week of the 22nd. I feel like I'm just gonna take it, you know, right into, because um, I, I don't wanna go really too far into September and that, you know, the last week of August is a combination um of the two so i think what we're going to do is we're just going to extend this in to the 30th and 31st um in this reading and then we will call it a day for our august reading um and i do feel like i'm going to bring in now that we're we're moving into that virgo energy so this is really an expression of being able to create some organized action um around the the things that we had been manifesting up until that point so the throat bringing bringing these things forward in expression personally love virgo season it's always very productive for me i am a virgo rising there's something very calming about it um because it feels so productive <laughs> Okay, what is that card? Number 19, rest and rejuvenation. This came out upside down. Am I meant to read it upside down? No. Okay. Rest and rejuvenation. I'm feeling more of the mental space. Okay, rest and rejuvenation of the mental space. This feeling that we're not going to have to try so hard. That's kind of how it feels to me. Is like we're going to kind of move into this place where it's it's head energy, um, but Virgo is Earth. Um, so just really feeling so much more grounded, not so swept away by our emotional energy. We kind of start to settle. It's kind of the settling feeling. That's that's kind of how I feel about this. So let's take a look at number nineteen. This card shows a man in meditative, tranquil state. The message here is it's time to relax. So you may have been busy lately, but you should soon be finding more time to just let go. When you do, allow yourself to go within and open up to the peace and wisdom that are vibrating there. This card upright indicates there should be more leisure time for you now and more of an opportunity to engage in peaceful thinking. So make it a priority. Your connection to spirit brings great assistance, but it can only be achieved through regular relaxation and meditation. Now, this is a great time to make sure you insert this gentle activity into your daily life. In many ways, this is far more productive than unceasing action. So meditation can come in a lot of forms. It doesn't necessarily have to be like this guy, you know, sitting with his eyes closed and that, that level of meditation. Um, a lot of people find organizing, cleaning, 
you know, those kinds of things. I find um, exercise is very meditative for me. Journaling is very meditative for me. Um, it's more of what I would consider an active meditation, but it is very good for my head space. Um, so you have to decide what that looks like for you, you know, the, the meditation energy. But I do feel like this energy coming in after the 22nd is going to start easing us into more of this space where we feel a lot more clear. We feel a lot more grounded. Um, we feel like we can really get some things done. You know, it's kind of moving into that school year kind of thing where we've we've got a sense of purpose to get organized and, you know, get things moving, go back to routine. Um, there's something very comforting about that, um, where it's almost like we've been in such a, a place of, of the unknown and not knowing what to expect or how to plan. Um, we kind of get this energy that starts to come in where we feel a little bit more like we can relax into a schedule. Like we kind of know what to expect um, for a little while. This is, you know, a, a good thing to kind of bring the energy down and ground us. So that's, that's the feeling of, of going in to the week of the 23rd after that full moon on the 22nd. Uh, let's do another Akashic Tarot. we got another key card, the king of keys. So whenever you have a king or a queen or a page or um, mostly king and queen, but it, it sometimes will signal um, that you have someone of this personality or this energy coming into your life. It potentially can also be um, a, a way that you're maturing, um, a new version of yourself that's coming in to be. So the, the King of Keys, he, he, he has this feeling of satisfaction. He really does. It's like, he's standing on a hilltop. He's looking over his kingdom. It's kind of this feeling of like, I made it, I did it. I've arrived. Um, just a sense of peace and satisfaction and, and pride. Um, Let's take a look at what the King of Keys message is. King of Keys rides a splendid horse toward a great castle in the distance. He's happy and at ease as he travels home. This is an entrepreneurial man with civil or commercial authority. He's confident, astute, and perhaps overly focused on work or career. Though he can be very thoughtful and helpful to you in business or financial matters, he is often more goal-oriented than people-oriented. This is very Virgo. <laughs> Keep this in mind if this man turns out to be a love interest for you or another. Whether the King of Keys represents you or another, be on the lookout for major promotions, a heightening of income, or a furthering of career achievements. Careers in finance, real estate, business are typical for the King of Keys. Management in any industry can be forthcoming. This may also be a good time for self-employment and business expansion for you or a man in your life. I feel like this actually is a really good sign too, that going into the fall, we might start to see um, some of the, the issues in the workforce 
um, that have been going on, maybe this starts to stabilize a little bit where we start to see the health of the workforce start to come back, maybe a little bit more of an abundant workforce. Um, as people are looking again, as things are calming down, they're going back more into that analytical space of mind of like, I need to get things in order. I need to get my life in order, you know, like that kind of a feeling. And perhaps, you know, people going back out into employment, um, us starting to see the stabilization of that from an economic perspective um, towards the end of August into the beginning of September. That might be an, a nice transition period where um, we start to see those for higher signs come down out of the windows. Okay. And I'm liking the Oracle of Seven Energies for our, our final card. My little ribbon has... <laughs> I was using the analogy of the sweater at the beginning coming unraveled. Look at what has happened to my ribbon here. The unraveling. unraveling of things yes all right all right spirit why don't you give us a really good resolution card here show us how august is going to shape up this last week and a few days of our eighth month what do we got okay beautiful uncaging oh yeah how about that for an end <laughs> <laughs> look at that open heart keyhole there ready to be unleashed look at that what a beautiful card 14 reduces to five which means change love that love 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 key is in the lock ready to be turned open up that heart the uncaging of the spirit Beautiful uncaging, the prison of guilt, a need for self-inventory, rigorous honesty, accountability, and making amends. At this time, you're being called to assess where guilt is playing a part in your life, recognize how it's affecting you and others, and address it so you can release yourself from its grip. Guilt is a powerful emotional state capable of transforming difficult situations. It keeps you accountable for your actions, whether you've done something that causes harm. However, it can also feed a self-sabotaging cycle that fosters codependency and a distorted sense of personal power. Self-blame can lead to behaviors that perpetuate low self-worth. Have you done or said something for which you need to make amends? Have you disregarded a boundary or broken a promise? Guilt can make you aware of potential ways you have given injury and show you how to redress the transgression. When you sincerely admit that you're wrong and begin the process to fix it, this is an act of accountability, responsibility, liberation. Take a moment now to reconsider when you have harmed others or yourself. This knowledge will free you from the story you tell about it so you're able to connect with truthful remorse. Now is the time for a rigorous honesty as you take an inventory of self with a neutral state of mind. A good question to ask yourself now is why the guilt is there. You might be taking on a burden that is not even yours to carry. Pay attention, take action, and uncage yourself from the prison of your own making. The unburdening and uncaging of self, setting yourself free. Um, you know, this theme came up quite a few times inside of this reading that, you know, as we move towards these, these places of releasing old fear, releasing old shame, 
um, guilt being part of that, um, releasing these old triggers as we're really being pushed into places where we have to look at those things right now in order to be able to elevate ourselves into a place of freedom, um, into a place of greater truth and liberation, which is what the age of Aquarius is all about. We need to really be able to look at these things so we can uncage ourselves. We can release ourselves from these burdens that are often self-inflicted, almost always self-inflicted. And through a shift in perspective over the course of August, being able to look at things in a new way, allow ourselves to um, explore truth potentially in a way that does set us or set us free from these old burdens and responsibilities that we believed that we had to handle, that we had to carry, that we had no choice. Um, we start to realize that we do have a choice. Making the change might be a little scary. It might be a difficult one, but by doing it and having the strength and endurance to, to move forward into something that truly is for your highest good, you start to break down these barriers. You uncage yourself. You create brand new opportunities that are much more heart connected and less fear connected. And it looks as if our journey through August is going to bring us into a place where we're more willing to, to really unburden ourselves, to set ourselves free from these things. Perhaps we're looking toward a greater understanding, even just inside of our own families, inside of our own relationships, as we start to see that what we thought was true might not be entirely true. Maybe we start mending some bridges that got burned over the course of the last eight months or more right? Wouldn't that be a beautiful thing if, you know, there's lots of disagreements inside of families um, to see those things get mended, to see people say I and, and move into that place of humility of, I, I think I was wrong and I'm really sorry. And I'm, I'm sorry for, for what that caused, the damage it caused. Um, us being able to call ourselves out in those places where maybe we weren't right, um, and the damage that it may have caused, not because we need to martyr ourselves or because we need another reason to punish ourselves, but because instead we are allowing ourselves to heal um, and release that weight um, from our spirit. And in the process, we're, all, we're also helping someone else heal um, and mending those bridges. And so this could be a really good sign for potentially the hope um, that maybe this is happening on a macrocosm level as well. Maybe we, we start to see some of this um, integrous action start coming from our authorities. So not a bad thing to keep as a goal, is it? Not a bad thing to manifest, to have focus on that as far as an intention um, for us to move into a fall where we don't feel that we're warring against each other or warring against a virus or warring against other countries in the world. But in fact, we're figuring out how to work together. Um, we're admitting the things that weren't right um, and where we didn't exactly know what we were talking about um, and, and bringing each other together, bringing ourselves together, mending ourselves, setting ourselves free, but also um, creating a, a much more unified front um, moving into the fall. So that was your very lengthy reading for the month of August. Guys, thanks for hanging in with me um, for that. Um, I wasn't really sure what to expect with this reading. I'm, I feel really good. I feel hopeful. Um, I feel like there's some work to be done and that things could get a little fiery and a little intense. 
Um, but ultimately at the root all of all of this are some really important principles um, that we were brought here for a reason to help heal our planet, help men together, um, unify as a people and heal humanity, heal the earth. Um, and we do this through our own healing process as individuals and taking care of our bodies, um, taking care of our minds, making sure that we are educating ourselves, that we are um, using the power of our intellect, using the power to exercise our free will, not being afraid to stand in our truth, having faith that we will be supported in one way or another, however we decide to step out, even if it's against the grain. Um, and that in, in the process of doing all of this in strength, endurance, and in courage, that we could see some really beautiful healing come by the end of this month going into September. So a beautiful month to all of you. Um, for those who are enjoying summer, go out there, have a blast and uh, be safe, uh, love one another. And until the next time, blessings. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Soul Speak. I'm Jenny Israel, medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual activator, counselor, and teacher. You can learn more by following me on Facebook or Instagram at Jenny Israel CPC. That's Jenny Israel and then the letter CPC. If you would like to receive more messages from Spirit directly to your mailbox, visit JennyIsrael.com, scroll down to the bottom, and subscribe to my newsletter. You can also contact me through my website or social media to set up a one-on-one -on -one session or to check out my upcoming spiritual development classes. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please help support my show by giving it a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Spirit and I will speak to you again soon. Blessings and light to all.